The show that is not now, nor will ever be, sponsored by gimmicky manscaping products. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm the other host, Dan Ludwig. And, just to be clear, we thought about it. We did. Like, it was considered. The reason I introed us like that, like, just in case you were worried that, like, we would be, you know, sell out to Big Razor at any point. Dan and I aren't going to. We looked into it. We considered it. Uh, we've been targeted by some scammy products on Instagram lately, and they went to the Breaking Mayberry Instagram, which is dumb because nobody uses it, and they also found my personal Instagram, which is also dumb because I don't use it. But this comp has been reaching out to us, asking us as influencers, you know, the big influencers that we are, if we would like a sponsorship. We are, like, right in the realm to be sponsoring their product and their product's name is daniel smooth my balls all one word smooth my balls (laughs) which is a stupid product it's just i from what i can understand it's razors it's razors but they're for your testicles specifically and i think the only reason we considered it was because we would get to do ad reads We we would get to say smooth my balls multiple times a recording session i mean in a way we're kind of doing their work for free now but like they 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 contacted us through what i can only tell are like chechnyan bots (laughs) (laughs) it was it was like it was like a picture of a redheaded lady in a bikini would like show up be like hey you are perfect for product (laughs) (laughs) so good i feel like there's definitely like tiers of podcast sponsorship where it's like you're that a class you're getting nature box casper squarespace all that shit and then there's definitely like the b tier which is mostly like audible uh, i was okay yeah there's the b tier which is audible and then there's the c tier which is dick pills which is definitely like oh you're almost there and now i didn't know that there's uh there's a d tier which is us which is getting <laughs> targeted by chechnyan scam companies and to be clear they weren't even like giving us how was it i think they weren't even gonna give us money they were gonna like give us the product at a discount they were gonna like we still had to buy the product and then when they posted a review they were gonna give us a bunch more free stuff that we we had to shit. give them like 80 dollars <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we had to pay $80 to be sponsored by Smooth My Balls. We were essentially targeted by a testicle-themed multi-level marketing scam. Uh, (laughs) So our podcast is doing great. More like Uncut Co. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It took me a sec, but yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, bud. I don't mind doing a little free advertising for the for the Here's My Balls product. Oh yeah, do you want to do uh, the ad reads that yeah. could have been? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Dan, I feel like this is how we would approach it if we were sponsored by this them, which we are not. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be like, "Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the only podcast that asks Dan, how are your balls?" <laughs> Ah, they're doing all right. Okay, no, but you don't open, unless you're, like, 
kind of hacky. You don't open with the thing. It's the mid, there's like a little pause in the, like right after a thing. Like it's like, man, fuck Floyd. Pause, beat, beat, beat. Hey, listeners, if you're like me, you've been cursed by God with the sin of testicles. They're always doing things, horrible things, including growing hair. Why do they do that? Anyway, to solve that, you can use Smooth My Balls to smooth them. Just make them slightly more manageable so you can go about your day trying having to think about them a little, a little less. So use the coupon code MANHUNT. <laughs> to begin your testicular journey if you don't have testicles congratulations and also this wasn't for you you are allowed to have fast forwarded damn dude that was good fucking it's again it's what could have been like I could have been popping one of those off every week you doing a lot lot of popping off (laughs) with smooth my balls there (laughs) I, 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 are you popping off more with with smooth balls? Or <laughs> hey, listeners, if you're like me, your partner is deeply dissatisfied with your sex life, and most of it is about the hairiness of your testicles. Well, cancel that divorce because we got a problem, a solution to your problem. <laughs> you know, uh, you you started that off, and when you said, "Hey, listeners, if you're like me." Your partner is deeply dissatisfied, and I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought you were going to be like with how the podcast is going so far. <laughs> if you're like me, your partner is ha- your partner is deeply dissatisfied with how the podcast is going so far. Neither of you had an intro for today's episode, so you decided to do the smooth my balls thing, and this is where it got you. All right, <laughs> hey listener, if you're like me, your junk looks like a character from Labyrinth. <laughs> Here's how you can Christ. fix that. <laughs> All right, I think that's good enough. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm out. All right, let's. Do, is that? Did we do intro? Is did we? That, it, it, intro time has been made. <laughs> enough time has been filled. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is one of the most fascist things I've ever seen on television. Like, and yet it rules. <laughs> it's awesome and horrible at the same time. So we're skipping one episode. We're doing that thing where we're going to skip an episode and then come back with backup. So we're going to skip episode 15, Ant B the Crusader. And today we're going to do season four, episode 16, Barney's Sidecar. Originally it airs January 27th, 1964, directed by Kobe Ruskin. Written by Jim Fretzel and Everett Greenbaum. And here is your one-sentence <laughs> summary from Wikipedia, which is so generic and vague, I absolutely love it. I might as well not even read it. But Barney gets a motorcycle for the sheriff's department and finds many uses for it. This Your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. Events transpire. I like the phrase, he finds many uses for it. Like... Uh, like it's a Swiss army knife. He finds, he one, finds use one use for it, it's and it's use. hassling people. <laughs> yeah, if he finds exactly one use, it's not like he's like, oh, you got a, you got a cat stuck in a tree there? Well, let me just motorcycle up there for you. Oh, you, uh, you, you're trying to hang up that paint in there? Uh, let me just go ahead and motorcycle in this nail for you. <laughs> 
Hey, vroom. hey like, Barney, what? what you doing? Oh, uh, well, I'm using my motorcycle to open this can of creamed corn. He drives around and he tells people to fuck themselves at high velocities, which is, it's incredible. It's, the episode starts off so boring and shitty and then becomes awesome and, and a different, more important kind of shitty. All right. So how does, how does this open, Dan? Okay. So the episode opens with an old lady coming into the station and complaining about a speeder. And she's like saying like there's this lady speeding up and down Route 6. She's wearing a green hat. And also my sister's ugly. The, 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 the joke is that Andy's asking for details like, did you get a license plate? What kind of car is it? And this woman won't stop talking about frivolous details because women be talking am i right yeah right she calls her sister a beaver toothed ugly lady and and talks shit on dentists yeah it's a it's a nice little bit the a good part is when like he's andy is like pushing her forcibly out the door and she starts to corner barney don Knotts' facial expression is pretty great sure, uh, like sure. wild bewilderment so barney being barney is like He's very interested in this catching the speeding woman with a terrible hat. He wants to go set up, but really, what he wants to do is exert his authority somewhere. But he, he wants to he go set does, up a speed trap. He does point out, like, hey, multiple people have complained about this specific speeder. Yeah, they're like, there's always people speeding on this highway. We should go do something about it. And Andy says, "Fuck that! <laughs> I don't want to." Uh, so you do kind of have like. The two, like, these two evils of, of cops, which is like, I'm going to oppress you, and I'm not going to do anything about your problem. Just, like, these elemental forces of cop. You know what? I just realized the previous episode, the episode that we skipped that we're not doing, is about a man being evicted from his home to build a highway. <laughs> so, in a way... Well, in a way, the events of this episode are a direct result of that episode. They will every third thing in the, from the sixties through like eighties was about someone being dehomed or 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 moved or their lives are ruined by the creation of a highway. Like, I mean, that's true. That's when the American highway system was at its like most expansive, and people were pissed. Like every third thing is like, I gotta solve this hard boiled. Uh, detective adventure oh the highway did it uh, i mean that's the plot of who framed roger rabbit yeah like right? it was like a third of shit they had going on back then really as soon as we stopped stealing land to build railroads we we're like all right time to steal that railroad land back and build highways yeah they were yeah. like like the common people were like all right finally that railroad bullshit is done and then america just like cracked its knuckles and be like who's ready to give us some land <laughs> all right so anyway barney wants to go set up a checkpoint so that he can harass people on route nine he wants to set up a speed trap Andy points out that he can't because he has to take the squad car to go somewhere it doesn't matter he, he wants to just go up to a farm yeah for unexplained reasons almost certainly to chat with somebody for sure for sure or to go look for a still yeah because that's the only crime there is in Mayberry. Um, so and they have a little, like, tete-a-tete. Barney goes off on how important it is that we do this. And Andy goes, yeah, well, one car. So so suck my dick. Suck my dick. Yeah. So smooth my balls. Right? 
<laughs> we well, should we, we should go. work that into our vernacular of telling each other to fuck yourself. Like like oh like what what do you think about that, Marty? Oh well, you know, smooth my balls, Dan. <laughs> Get down okay. on your knees and smooth them real good. So this. This definitely has the most like general jokes per minute of any episode we've ever done. I, we're gonna uh, see what we can do on that. I, it's it's early and we're already topping it. I think we can get more in. Uh, anyway, so that's that's how the argument ends. The next scene is Barney like bursting in the next day, and he's got something to show Andy. He's like, "Come on, come on, check this out." Look at this. Look what I bought at what he calls it like an army surplus auction. Yeah. 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 So he has purchased a World War One motorcycle with sidecar. He has purchased military hardware. <laughs> I yes. want to clear this up. Like he has and Andy goes, What? What the hell? And also, like, no one asks this, but like, does does Barney have access to like the Mayberry PD charge account or whatever? I think so. Did he pay for this with his own money and now he's just volunteering his own motorcycle to the what? No, because it, they've made it abundantly clear Andy pays him dog shit and right. he can't he can't afford a car. He can barely afford a place to live. No fucking way he can afford a motorcycle. I don't care if it was at a military surplus store. That's it. Yeah. That's still like a month's rent for him. At at the very least, right? So so he he clearly took this out of the police budget yeah oh i should point out by the way at one point in time in this episode like immediately before doing this actually barney whines about police being the most underfunded part of any city budget yeah he's he he has like a whiny bit where he says oh well you like that the police officers are the most underfunded underappreciated part of any part of municipal budget but when bullets start flying they call us right in it's the same whiny cop shit that we hear every single fucking day, except now they have all of the money. But do you think it was actually true back then? Like, do you Probably think- not. Yeah. It's not even true in the realm of this fictional world. No. Because he immediately goes and buys a, a motorcycle. And Andy is not concerned about the cost of this motorcycle at all. No. It, so apparently they've just got motorcycle money lying around. Yeah. The, he definitely just like charged it to the jail and they're like, I don't know, forward it to uh, to the town. But also, they clearly get the most money because there's like three things in their town. One's the mayor's office, one's the post office, and one's their fucking jail. So like, you can't say that they're underfunded because they have one of the three buildings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. but it, So this is like sort of the grim specter of things to come, which is just like, cops start buying military equipment. For sure, for sure. We're, we have to get into this. And also, I'm going to I'm gonna specify something here. This is, I'll, I'll get into my theories later, but this is like accidentally one of the best cases I have ever seen. Like this for, for defunding the police. Yeah. Like this, this, this episode doesn't mean to, but it accidentally makes a really solid case for abolition yes uh, and, and here here we go so like andy does is like well this was a bad idea but okay <laughs> yeah. right. he tries to gently dissuade him from riding a motorcycle around town on the basis of everybody's going to think you're a huge loser and make fun of you right <laughs> which is not a great argument because 
motorcycles are cool. I think, right, ex- exactly. I'm, I'm very confused about that. Were right? motorcycles like, not cool back then? And also, everybody thinks Barney's a loser anyway, right? <laughs> like, if anything, like, the motorcycle might help him in that department, but it doesn't, because everyone's, it, like, his, his very transparent attempt to be masculine is, well... Widely derided by the old men of the town. Like And, like, the very next scene, and I want to point out that as soon as Barney's butt touches that military leather, he goes full fash. Immediately. Like, immediately. The next scene is his incredibly fascistic march music we've commented on from the very beginning. You know, it's his, like, military march music, which is entitled Manhunt. Manhunt! Manhunt! Um, we haven't done that for a while. Uh, so... Okay, but, he's 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 hang on. We have to paint the picture here. Yes, he's driving his motorcycle with the little sidecar. He has attached not one, not two, but three American flags. Yeah. to the front of it. He is wearing not just a black black leather jacket because lots of people who ride motorcycles have black leather jackets, but like the most square cut, square shouldered, like Nazi looking jacket I've ever seen. Yeah. And like it it really feels like they just went straight across the lot to like the set of the dirty dozen and just grabbed something like it's fucking uh, incredible and 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 a helmet and these giant goggles that look ridiculous on them that don't have glass in them by the way yeah uh, and the show's aware right of how ridiculous he looks they they comment on it multiple times and it, they it, they attribute it to the fact that the goggles are huge on his tiny shitty face but like so they they expressly say like he he looks fucking ridiculous in this. Everybody thinks the motorcycle is stupid, but that's the end of our criticism. And you yeah. know like they they don't explicitly say, "Hey, cops shouldn't buy military hardware." And you know that back then I don't how old was the person that watched this and said, "That's a really fucking good idea." They have guns at the military surplus store. How old was the person who watched this? Well, Let's go ahead and go to the ultra-reliable Mayberry Wiki and go to the commenter here, a fandom user who made this comment on March 27th, 2021. Oh my God. I've always thought having the motorcycle was a good idea. Barney got carried away, of course. Yeah, no, like, definitely someone was someone watched it and was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting, like, just furiously masturbating to the idea of cops with military hardware. This is pro- possibly, mean- like, the germination of that idea. For sure. And and you might, here's the, the thing, listeners, at this point, you might be going, that's a little ridiculous. It's just a motorcycle. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. The, we should also point out that, like, not only is he on a power trip, but Barney goes into his full psychotic mode yeah. in this one. It- like, he, he goes into that weird, like, Norman Bates-esque, I'm just like my mother in that way, oh, God. kind of thing that, that that we haven't seen him do since season one. Because I think they dropped it in season one because it was so disturbing. But at one point in time, like, while teasing him for his outfit, Andy takes his hat, his helmet and puts the helmet on his own head. And then, yeah, there's that weird fucking Norman Bates, also Patrick Bateman yeah. kind of, like, freak out that Barney does where he's just like, like, don't! Don't put my hat on, Andy. Don't put, I don't like to wear a hat after you've worn after another person wore my hat. I'm just like my mother that way. Why did they think that's so weird and creepy? It was it's 
it comes out completely out of left field and then briefly disappears to the point I'm it must be a character improvisation that Don Knotts did because otherwise how the fuck would you write that and put it in there's not like the it, they don't resolve the show by Andy putting his hat on like no it's never it's never paid off right no like this this is never mentioned again after Bar- Andy goes oh sorry here's your hat uh like it's just a moment that they put in there for bizarre reasons. And I should point out, this is also the first time in the history of the show that Andy does mention that Barney is mentally unstable. Yes. At one point in time in this episode, he says, I wish there was a psychiatrist in town. Barney would be a, gr- a great candidate. Yeah. So from from this moment on, we have to acknowledge that Andy's fully aware of Barney's condition. So like. It definitely feels that's that's skipping ahead because like there are basically two different episodes of a television show here because they set up Barney buys a motorcycle because he thinks he'll look cool. Everybody in town makes fun of him and calls him a dork and says he looks stupid on the motorcycle. There's a lady speeder who is driving up and down Route 6 at, at breakneck speeds. And based well, off I've of never like, seen, by the way, like they never mentioned that speeder again. Based off of everything that would happen. Like, that has happened so far. The traditional way that this would go is everybody makes fun of Barney. He gets really sad, and in the end, he catches the speeder or something. Right. That's he, kind of where I thought this was going. Yeah. And then <laughs> he go. Andy gives him permission to go to Route 6 for the first time. And the episode transforms. It, like, like a werewolf. It just turns into an entirely different episode of TV. Yeah, so so this this the first time Barney takes the motorcycle out, Andy's like, you know what? Fine, go up to Route Six, see what you can do. The second time he takes the motorcycle out, this is right after the hat thing that we just mentioned, and he convinces Andy like to come and take a ride with him on the motorcycle. And Andy's like, all right, fine, I'll get in the sidecar, I'll I'll, I'll ride, bitch. And they go out there, and there's a whole group of men that are, like, gawking at the stupid motorcycle and, and, and chuckling. And there is, this is a funny bit, right? Andy sits in the sidecar, Barney gets on the motorcycle, and revs it up, and Barney goes, you ready? And Andy says, yeah, let her rip! And then Barney drives off, and the sidecar is on blocks, detached, and Andy stays there. And all of the old men have a good laugh, and Andy has a good laugh. And Barney drives back around and starts screaming that he's going to lock them all up. Yeah, he he threatens to arrest all of them. Yeah, for, I don't know, loitering and and messing with police property and whatever. I I really thought that the plot of the episode was going to be that Barney can't ride the motorcycle. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, the thrust of it is Barney has a motorcycle and the entire time is going to be him trying to ride it. No problem zipping around on this thing, which is, does require, like, the most suspension of disbelief. It's true. true. (laughs) That I've had to give this show in a good long while. But yeah, so after that first event he goes out to the highway and already is going bug fuck crazy because he has tied a bunch he's made a wall of brush and then tied the wall of brush to the front of his motorcycle and not a small wall of brush that's like you know below eye level massive Three men high, a giant wall of brush. And you may be asking yourself, listener, well, how can he see past that? And the answer is shut up. Uh, 
And and then you're probably wondering, well, he probably takes the wall of brush off the motorcycle before he drives it. Shut up. <laughs> and then you're probably saying, well, he definitely doesn't turn into oncoming traffic and then face a, a a truck that is coming at him full speed while still camouflaged so you can't see a motorcycle you can just see a moving wall of brush that wasn't really a question listener you just kind of clearly watched the episode yes he did do that he pull he does a 90 degree turn so with with this wall of of foliage still attached to his motorcycle he step pulls in front of a vehicle a a truck an oncoming truck and he just like waves it so the truck driver just doesn't he doesn't know that there's a cop on the other side he just sees a bush with arms walk out onto the highway in a better world the the truck driver would say well clearly a bush uh a bush blew onto the highway i get to run that shit over hell yes Oh, why did the bush shriek in agony as I went through it? That's weird. I I, I should have done my research on, on like, on pedometer technology or whatever. But, okay, so he pulls over the the truck driver, right? And he he's already trip, tripping on it. Like, he does the whole operator license. Give me your, your license. There's no registration. He doesn't ask for registration. But give me your license, please. And the driver goes, what did I do wrong? Give me your license. Okay, here's my license. Tell me what I did wrong. And he, Barney says, okay, but you were clearly doing, I caught you doing 40 in a 35. We subtract one from the other. Looks like you're in violation by five miles per hour. Okay. First off, how did he know? Yes. Did he have a speedometer? And also, that's not how pulling someone over works. You can't pull someone over for speeding when you're in front of them. Yes. So <laughs> we have two We have two possibilities. So to dissect the scene, uh, the truck is coming. Barney is behind a wall of shrubbery. And then he pulls in front of the truck and stops it. So Yeah, he's facing the truck. I want to be very clear about this. So there is no possible way for him to know how fast the truck is going. Even if speedometer technology existed back then, don't think it fucking did, because that's like lasers and scanners and shit. Fucking So you can't you can't pull someone over from in front of them. You can't tell how fast they are coming at you, especially not from behind a wall. So either A, these guys are dog shit writers, or B, yes. Barney was lying. Uh, about whether he just guessed that the truck was going five miles over the speed limit possibly on the basis of everybody's going five miles over the speed limit all the goddamn time oh dan the radar gun was apparently invented in 1947 good for them so he may have had a speedometer in the car i don't think he had one in his in his motorcycle and again Again, the car has to pass you. And he's behind a wall. He is literally, he cannot see the speed of the truck. So, so here's the thing. The truck driver admits to it, right? He says, yeah, I was driving, uh, 35, I was driving 40, but we've always had an understanding. I need that extra five miles per hour so that I can get around, like, Tuckman's Pass. There's, there's like a a mountain pass that he's coming around. He's got to, and he's hauling a big truck, so he's got to go a little faster there. And then Barney says, right, if I let you go 40 today, you're going to go 45 tomorrow. And if you go 45 tomorrow, you're going to go 50 the next day. And then you'll go 55 the next day. And then where will we be? So I just want to point out that because Barney is exponentially adding offenses hypothetically into the future, 
regarding the speed at which a truck driver will take a mountain pass mm-hmm. safely, Barney is making a slippery slope argument on a literal goddamn <laughs> slippery slope. It's so dumb. And the guy the guy says, ex- I've been thinking about this all day. Please pay more attention to that. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, the metaphor fucking like rears its head up and becomes extant and just is like, hey, I like God is self-aware of this moment. All right, we but, can continue. But fucking Okay, so the truck driver says explicitly, your sheriff's department has given me permission to go five miles over the speed limit here. It has given all of us permission because... Oh, right, he pulls over a second truck immediately afterwards. He pulls over, like, six fucking trucks in a row. Yeah, and they all say, like, you, we have permission to do this. So he is, he doesn't give them tickets. He, I don't think he writes anybody up at any point in this. He basically just yells at people. So he, he kept, he keeps calling it checkpoint chicky, which is a checkpoint Charlie. Checkpoint Charlie is a thing from Vietnam. I know. I don't know what checkpoint chicky is. Oh, it's Once just again. a reference to checkpoint Charlie. I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. Okay. But yeah, so Barney gets back. And says, like, oh, man, I had a great time out there. I told several trucks that they have to go slower. And Andy goes, I wish you hadn't done that. I told them that they could explicitly. And now they're going to be, like, really pissed and not able to get over that mountain pass. So, fuck. And instead of saying, so, fuck, he should have said, well... Go back out there and apologize to all the truckers. Yeah, and literally all he says is, I wish you didn't do that. Well, guess I'm just going to deal with it then and do nothing. Yeah. Well, it's just like, well, I guess this is life for those truckers now is not being able to go over that pass because a, a little fuck might give them a ticket. I, I'm in no position of authority over that and can do nothing about it. Yeah. Right. Wish, wish, that had, wish that wasn't the case. And then... The situation escalates with what can only be described as a reign of terror. Because the first thing that happens is Andy and his family are sleeping, sleeping in the middle of the night. And they hear the sound of several trucks blasting through town while honking their horns. So the truckers are getting revenge uh, by going through town as late in the night and as loudly as possible which fucking rules i so wish, good i, I wish that they kept up on that and the remainder of the plot had been the truckers of america have declared war on mayberry and they demand sacrifice like, yeah there's a real good calls for direct action here and i want to get to one of those calls for direct action because i'm so excited to get to it but let we also <laughs> well, get a montage it we makes it get- it makes it seem like the truckers are a faction like oh barney we negotiated that mountain pass in the great war the trucker war of 1812 you know that they have the right to use that we're next treated to a a montage of barney's reign right he's like going around What's he doing with the stick? He, like, drives and pokes every tire to check, like, tire pressure? Yeah. He's, like, poking or, or, like, checking. I think he's using the stick to check how far out they are, like, so he can write a parking ticket. Uh, So he's, like, using his motorcycle to quibble around. At one point in time, he pulls out from 
behind a uh, a grocery store to scare Aunt B, to scream at her for jaywalking. She drops her groceries. So it's, it's basically just a whole montage of him harassing people with the power of his motorcycle. Yeah. Aunt B's immediate response is, we need to kill him. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So th- this scene does... Uh, absent of political context there is a scene that is barney's reign of terror which is just him tearing ass around town almost hitting people left or right weaving in and out of traffic and yelling at people and just like pulling up and yelling at people to move that culminates with aunt b crossing the street with a bag of groceries barney almost hitting her causing her to drop the bag of groceries and then driving over her groceries and telling her not to jaywalk, which is, I think, the angriest we've ever seen Aunt B over the course of the show. I've seen an episode you haven't. Uh, so, but to be clear, like, she goes to Andy, and I'm I'm not exaggerating here. First off, like, the show is aware of how fascist Barney is being because Aunt B says, "Hey, he's acting like a Nazi." We should kill him like the Nazi. <laughs> yeah, she... Ex- I'm not exaggerating this at all. She straight up says, first off, they said the word Nazi on yeah. the show, so they acknowledged the war, the war again. She, and she, she says, says, like, in war pictures, the Nazis have motorcycles like the one he's on. And you know what they did? They tied a thin, uh, a thin wire across two trees. And when the Nazis drove through them, it cut their heads off. And I am saying, no laugh track. We should fucking... Uh, we should fucking assassinate Barney. <laughs> she dropped one bag of groceries. <laughs> it took one bag of groceries for Aunt B to go full on fuck the police. It's, well, you know, everybody was just on the edge of things where they're like, all right, so clearly Andy's not going to fire him because if he would, ugh. but and you know what? This is tolerable. He's a oh, yeah, nice yeah. guy. He, I kind of like him. The we, motorcycle uh, we, took it over the point of tolerance. Yes, and they're like, and and just to be clear, town community, we will kill him if this escalates even a little bit. Like I think that's just the uh, the I unspoken mean, after thing. A, after a certain point, it's him or us, right? Like, yeah. Like if 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 you're a townsperson in the state of Maybury, you're like, we gotta do this. And if you're gonna kill a sheriff's deputy. No better sheriff than Andy Griffith because he's going to look around briefly and be like, now who killed my deputy? Who beheaded my deputy in the middle of town? All right, I'm disappointed in y'all. And then just walk off. <laughs> like, I'm going to wait in my house. I'm going to play my guitar and I'm going to wait for someone to come here and uh, confess to this crime. And you know what? I'm going to be mad for about three days if nobody does it. So you think on that. And <laughs> just fucks off. <laughs> But yeah, no, Aunt B straight up compares Barney directly to the Nazis and yeah. says that he needs to be murdered. And 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 even even Andy says, we don't want to kill him. We want to hurt him, but we don't want to kill him. <laughs> Andy, Andy. That's how he talks the situation down. But, but, and just, we have to clarify the living shit out of this. Andy is not like, Aunt B, murder? And he's not even like, Aunt B, come on. And he's not even like, A. He's like. Okay, I understand, but no. <laughs> like he's like, I'm there. I had the same thought. We're all thinking it. 
But we shouldn't. This is one of those times when we describe something on the show, and I feel like I have to reiterate to the listeners, you can go watch this thing if you don't believe us. <laughs> you you shouldn't believe us because this is insane. <laughs> it's like a different- This whole thing is psychotic. It's like a different show. It's like, it's like this, it's like the Andy Griffith show phase shifted into a different, grittier program briefly. This season is real fucking weird. This, in this. <laughs> this season is buck wild. Was Bob Sweeney the one keeping all these motherfuckers in check? <laughs> or like, was was Everett Greenbaum just coming into the office and being like, I want to give Barney a bear cannon, a big old cannon that shoots bears. And he fires it at the children. And Bob Sweeney was like, Everett, you need to stop hitting the sauce so bad. And now he's gone. And they're just like, let's go fucking crazy. It's Gremlins 2 up in here. We're going wild. This episode not directed by uh, Little Dutch Boy sticking his finger in the dam and holding back the wall of psychotic behavior, Bob Sweeney. This episode was not directed by NPC store merchant in a Japanese RPG, Bob Sweeney. Fucking- That, that one was a little obscure for me. I don't know. I, I, I'm rusty at these. Get off my dick. You know why someone wouldn't get off your dick, Dan? If you had smooth balls. Yeah, no. People love a nice shorn testicle. <laughs> fucking okay so so they they briefly discuss murdering barney and then this is where the line about barney needing a psychiatrist comes from not specifically saying he needs a psychiatrist because he needs help but he needs a psychiatrist because someone could write a paper about him like our our my deputy is a is a mental anomaly that should be in the fucking like in the dsm don't they have, like, it, it's more than just a throwaway line, right? Where Andy's like, they should have a uh, a psychiatrist. I wish we had a psychiatrist. They could do a lot with Barney. That yeah. That would be a great case study. And then they even, like, consider for a second. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's someone in the next town. Yeah. So this, like, kind of, so they like, do. They talk about getting him help and then go, eh. eh. That's about as hard as killing him. But this kind of, so I said, like, really early on when we were doing this, that this show is, like, Barney Fife is how police departments view, like, the crazy guy. And this is, like, not saying, like, do police departments have bad apples. But, like, police departments have, like, assholes, but they also have the crazy guy. Oh, the majority of them, honestly. Yeah. But if, I, if I'm going to be honest, a cab All <laughs> cops are Barney Fife. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> but there was like, what, what this all like made me remember was one time in Philly, me and my friends were walking home drunk and I stepped on a police barricade and a cop saw that and stopped us and pulled us over and gave us a long lecture on civic responsibility and not stepping on police property. And he called back up to come yell at a couple of kids with him. And when the other cops showed up, they all clearly were like, ah, fuck, it's Barry. <laughs> Barry is doing some crazy Barney Fife bullshit again. And it just made me be like, oh, yeah, this is that. This is like, oh, yeah, the department has like the annoying crazy guy that you barely tolerate. Uh. Before we get to the re the resolution of this, I should point out something we've forgotten is that Opie's been in this episode playing with a burning stick this entire time. <laughs> I I was like consciously just breezing over that because like if we did every single bar uh, Opie has a soldering iron scene, 
this would have been like 40 minutes longer. But we we have to because it it plays into the conclusion of the episode. So Opie has a wood burning kit, right? Yeah. Like, which is, if you've never seen a wood burning kit, it's literally just like a stick of metal that gets hot when you plug it in and you use it to, well, burn like your initials in some wood or some people like create art with it. And I mean, I don't think it's something that, I don't think it's something that you should really let a seven-year-old play with unsupervised. No. Uh, at one point in time, after unplugging it, so it's clearly still hot. He just unplugged it. Opie just tucks it like into his armpit with the like. So 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 it, Opie's branding himself right I, now. But I'm assuming. I have to assume that off screen they had the conversation of like, "Hey, don't burn down our house," because. <laughs> Uh, and and even after that conversation, a- oh, Andy's placing a lot of trust in his fucking child because that kid is waving a soldering iron around. Yeah, later on in the episode, like uh, right, right at this point, right as they're talking about killing Barney, Andy's like, hey, do you smell something burning? And oh, Aunt B says, oh, yeah, Opie was going to hmm. Opie was going to burn us some new numbers for our house. And Andy, like Natalie Portman meme, like. On another piece of wood, right? On another piece of wood, right? <laughs> and he runs out, and, and Opie's just, like, burning a three into the side of their house. <laughs> just burning the number three in there. Fucking. And... It, yeah, no, and Andy takes that pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of goes, oh, man, I wish you, uh, wish you hadn't done that. Hey, you're getting pretty good at this, though. Supportive dad. Yeah. It's supportive dad, but also that weird, like, Xanax level that Andy seems to always be on for this season where nothing seems to bother him, like, at all. Yeah, he's, like, he has achieved, like, a level of zen that you would have to, like, go to Tibet to achieve. Like, he has transcended all conflict and pain. Listeners, all right, you have an A plot here. Mm Mm-hmm. The A plot is Barney on his power trip with the motorcycle. You have a B plot here, which is Opie has a new toy and a new hobby, which is wood burning. And he's getting okay at it, but he's also causing a little bit of like property damage around his house that he put. There is your A plot and your B plot. Listeners, I want you to pause this episode right now. Go to at Break Mayberry on Twitter and tell me how you think. The A plots and the B plots are going to connect with each other in the resolution of this episode. Just please send that to me, because you are going to be wrong. <laughs> this is... So, pause the episode right now, at Break Mayberry on Twitter, and shoot us, like, what you think is going to happen, how these two are going to connect. Okay, let's give them a sec. So, how are your balls? We really should have bought that kit, man. There, it's a, just an absolute quagmire down there. I get it. You know, it's like you it, know, working it, from home, like you, you you lose track of it. It, it it's like it's like the U.S. occupation of Iraq, man. It's just spun wildly out of control. <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay, so uh, we're back. Yeah, glad glad you're here. So Barney, I'm sorry. Andy looks at his son's handiwork as he gives him a, you know, another piece of wood to to burn uh, an etching into, and he goes, "You're getting pretty good at that." Maybe someday people will pay you for it. They'll, like, want to write signs. People want their name or, like... And it's just, like, this long bit where they just keep naming different kinds of signs. Like, maybe you'll want to 
open sign or an out to lunch sign. And Opie's like, what about a beware of dog sign? Like, yeah, that's a type oh, that's of sign. That's also a sign. I honestly, it would have been the best part of the episode if they'd just done that scene for like another three <laughs> minutes. Like, another three minutes. Uh, kept... A pool sign, a pool's open sign, a pool's closed sign. No diving. No. What about a what about a sign, like an office sign that says you don't have to be crazy that work here, but it helps. That's a that's a funny sign. Like an employee's must wash hand sign. Yeah, that, that's a good sign. People what, need that sign. What about like a God bless this mess sign that you could like hang up in your foyer? Oh, for sure. You're going to want a live, laugh, love sign. Uh, yeah, yeah. These, those are all good signs. Wait, where wait, where are we? What's going on? <laughs> where, where, where did we go here? Oh my god, uh, I have a crisis to solve. <laughs> so, wait, anyway, is it, while is it noon? <laughs> we started this at 9 a.m. While, while they're bubba gumping these signs, a light bulb goes off in Andy's head. And listeners, whatever solution you tweeted us, was it dumb enough? <laughs> Wasn't. Because this is going to make me so pissed off because it does roll into the reoccurring theme. So Andy wants parties to fucking hate this fucking hate so this so much dumb this is one of the dumbest resolutions to a plot i have ever seen in the history of television it is i want to add okay so we have to blow through the thing he does he plants a wooden sign in the sidecar of the Let's, motorcycle that how, how does it how does this get revealed because he gets he gets barney to pull off the the cushion yes and he does it by saying take the cushion off Wrap it in this plastic because your cushion is gross and I don't want to sit on it. Oh, hey. And then he like sleight of hands the wooden sign underneath where the cushion was. And he pulls he out. Planted. A... He planted it. He clearly planted it beforehand. I don't know. Oh, I thought he like had it under the tarp and he did like some magician shit. But he uh, he says like, well, look at this. This says that yeah. your motorcycle <laughs> was instrumental in a really big World War One battle that, like, a famous hero drove it across a river to kill a shitload of Germans. Yeah, to be clear, right, at this point, he looks, he's like, hey, did you see this wooden plaque here underneath the underneath the cushion? And, like, he pulls it out, and it's a big old wooden plaque on which, I guess, Opie has written, like... Here in 1918, can I, do I have the actual, I don't have the actual thing. I don't think you, it doesn't, uh, the episode it's, it's doesn't about, need it. It's, because right. this, this is too stupid to warrant reading it verbatim. It says that the, 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 the motorcycle is a historical artifact that, uh, from a military campaign, which gets Barney rock fucking hard. And then Andy says, well, this wait, is. A, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Before you get into that, I need to explain what. Andy's how Andy explains the existence of this wood burnt plaque. Yeah. Because he says, boy, I bet you after they burst through that line, you know what they must have done? They must have gotten so excited after winning that battle. They heated up a bayonet and they burned this plaque here for posterity. Yes. That's how he explains the existence of this shitty wood burned plaque that his son made. Okay, so we need to get through the thing he does before we explain why it's stupid and we need to do this and it's just taking every iota of self-control i have okay i'm getting out of your way so 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 the uh, he says well this is a historical monument and barney says yeah it is and he says well 
then it should be in the possession of the U.S. government. And Barney is like, oh, you mean it should be in Washington, the Smithsonian? And Andy says, no, because your first duty is to your town. So you need to donate it to our local veterans office. The veterans of World War I deserve to have it. We will give it to them and it will be decommissioned. And Barney goes, yeah. And the episode plays it off like he's a good fucking guy for being willing to uh, give away his motorcycle that he's had for a week. So Andy's solution is to lie to veterans. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's the solution. To, 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 what the fuck is wrong? Okay, first thing, steal, this please. To, to, remember when we thought the cave thing was the most ridiculous way that Andy avoided confronting Barney's feelings to solve a problem? Well, it's number two now because he just had to like... There's so many ways to take the motorcycle away from Andy. One, I'm your boss. Give me the fucking motorcycle. Two, oh no, a car just hit your motorcycle. Three, I just hit your motorcycle with a hammer to the point that it's non-functional. Yeah, man, you you have a knife. That thing has tires. Yeah, like, I thought he was going to use the soldering iron to just destroy the motorcycle. I, I also thought that. Yeah. Because there's, like, one scene where he's holding the, like, wood-burning kit, and he's, like, looking up in the sky like, yeah, yeah. that'll do it. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. You're going to burn out Barney's eyes. Yeah, yeah, clearly, that's the plan there. And I know none of those solutions are good television, but neither is burning a fucking sign. <laughs> like, they're or destroying I mean, I also a motorcycle point out, I also would point be out, better. I'm sorry, I, ste- I stepped on what you were saying there. Did no, no, I'm again. done. You yell now. May I also point out, this doesn't solve the problem. Because there's more than one motorcycle in the world. <laughs> He's just going to buy another fucking motorcycle. He can go get another one. This solves nothing. Yeah. You just lied to a bunch of veterans and gave them something that, like, just gave a motorcycle to the VFW. Who I guess they should probably sell it and pay for insulin. Like, well, Also, the motorcycle was not inherently the problem. The motorcycle just enabled Barney to be himself faster and more like he was just it just made him omnipresent the people's problem wasn't like well the motorcycle's too loud it's that hey you barney fife has gotten a plus one to agility and he's all up in everyone's shit like like that's the problem it's like he's like he can get a, he doesn't even need another motorcycle he can get a skateboard and the problem is still there he can get a literal bicycle. And the thing is, the show is aware of this. The show knows that this didn't solve the problem. So the next scene is Andy getting a call from Barney, who has once again gone to the army surplus auction. And he doesn't even find out what's going on. He hangs up. He's like, oh, God, what did Barney do now? And he starts hauling ass down to the auction. He sees a tent. It's not a tank, but for all purposes, an armored vehicle driving down the driving down the highway, and he pulls over this armored vehicle. He's like, "Barney, get out of there! Barney has gone far enough." And then, like, an actual military general pops up and goes, "What the hell's your deal, sheriff? We're already late for this military display." And and he's got to go see my my fucking my my deputy. He bought this motorcycle, and I thought maybe he bought a tank too. I. 
Bye. Which okay. And that's the end of the episode. And the, the end of the episode is like, oh, man, I sure have egg on my face. And it's like, I wanted to stop the show and be like, no, 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 motherfucker. You thought that your deputy had the resources and ability to buy a tank and drive it down a fucking highway. That This is not even close to over. Like, he is... Ultra-reliable Mayberry Wiki tells me that it is a modified 8 M3 half-track. If that means anything to anybody. Yeah. Uh, if we have any military enthusiasts in our listeners, which I'm going to reserve. Yeah, I'm going to reserve yeah. judgment on. But yeah, fucking like it's it's insane. It's insane because the problem is so easily solved and they have to awkwardly work in woodworking into the, into the solution. Not which, even like, woodworking, wood burning. A different skill. Which, they, you didn't need a soldering iron. You could have just written a note and be like, this is a historical artifact and put it in the fucking motorcycle. And Barney would have been like, well, I have the intelligence of a fucking chimp. So I believe this completely. Like, this, you didn't, it didn't need to be a plank of fucking wood. None of this needed to be anything. Like, this is... And we go... Barney... Andy goes out of his way to protect Barney's feelings. Except when he doesn't feel like it. Except when hurting Barney's feelings doesn't make anything better. Because he'll just hurt Barney's feelings. Like, they'll just be standing around and Andy just go like, Hey, you're a chinless bitch. And Barney will be like, I'm emotionally devastated. And Andy's like, good. And then the townspeople are like, hey, can you have a mildly uncomfortable conversation with Barney that would result in uh, me not almost being killed with a motorcycle on a daily basis? And Andy's like, ah, I think we might just have to kill him instead. Because I can't do that. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes no goddamn sense. Because this is I, this is the most that Barney has. This isn't just Barney is more inconvenient. Barney is like an active and present danger to the community. Everyone, they when people are yelling at Andy in his office, they specifically say he's gonna fucking kill somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they are, they are very clear that he is is a menace. Like they they show it. I'm surprised that they like were able to film this because. Don Knotts very nearly hits people with his motorcycle as they are walking. Like, if they timed that a little worse, that fucking old lady would have died. Oh, God. I just, I, it's, it's weird. This this is a milestone in the, in our show, in the Breaking Mayberry verse and also in the Andy Griffith show. Because, to be clear, from this point on, there is no more plausible deniability. Yeah. Everybody is, including Andy, is fully aware of what Barney is and what danger he possesses. Yes. Right. They, and there's no more deniability. It's, it's, uh, it's now become sort of a, like, if Batman doesn't kill the Joker, is he responsible for all the Joker's murders kind and of deal. Like The writers are explicitly aware that Barney is mentally unstable like we've always kind of wondered like do they think this is fucking normal like do they think this is like normal and okay for a human being to have this brain and now it is very clear that no they know that this is fucking insane bullshit and they're like thumbs up 
yeah so there it is like plausible deniability gone we have all just just like gotten to the point where we're like yeah we know that he's an unstable fascist the rest of the show will feature an unstable fascist that everyone's fully aware of and we're all just gonna chill with it yeah the people <laughs> and to be honest all right point andy griffith show because turns out we're actually a lot more chill with unstable fascists just hanging around society than like we should be like I mean, fair enough. Like, good point, Andy Griffith Show. In terms of the FIFO meter to get to that early, you can make a fucking this is more of a case against the show. But this definitely was like, like kind of inoculated people to American fascists because it's like, hey, like, here's your like little Furby American fascist. Like, isn't he cute? Look what happens when you poke when you poke him. Like, if you pull his his cord, he goes, I'm going to fucking murder your family. Like. <laughs> uh, and, and back to my earlier point where I said that this is accidentally the best abolish the police argument that I've seen in a long time. Right. The solution that Andy comes up with, not a solution. The solution that he comes up with is a reform. He does some police reform and he reforms it back to the situation that it was before. Yeah. Right. And, this 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 episode explicitly makes this the case the statement that this that the police are this police officer is already unstable we already know this this police officer is unstable we already know that they have a small that he has a small ego and then and now we've given him military hardware and they are all aware of this they dressed him like a fascist on purpose aunt b calls him a nazi like on purpose so the show is very much aware of this and they are also very much aware at the very end that the weak-ass half-measure reform that Andy takes does not work and will not take. And Barney's going to be back to his own, his old tricks next week because, as you pointed out, the problem isn't the motorcycle. The problem is Barney. Yeah. Right? So uh, this is, like, the best argument I can—we can extrapolate this uh, out— and it becomes the best argument I can I can come up with. They're like, yeah, you should just get rid of things. And you, wh- another thing that we should fucking like talk about is the context around this episode. Because as we've mentioned a couple of times, shit's kind of popping off right now. The Vietnam War is happening. People are getting a little unresty. Things with the cops are not super chill and awesome. Especially uh, not in the South. <laughs> no. People are people are kind of kind of getting a little anxious, and the Andy Griffith show pops in, and it's just like, oh, don't worry about them fascists. You just got to take away their motorcycles, and it's all fine. Don't you worry. Everything's gonna be okay. Your fascist here is he's cute and cuddly. Fucking Barry Goldwater just announced that he's running for president. That's where we are in like history. Yeah. So. Fucking a, like. Okay, so are we done? Do we? I feel I feel like we're done. I feel like we're done. Okay, ratings. Andy meter. Do we like this? It's great. It's a great <laughs> episode. That's, that's the thing I alluded to. This episode rules because it has Don Knotts zipping around on a motorcycle, hassling people, which is hilarious. Yeah, objectively, like. In a vacuum, very funny. It's so good. Don Knotts almost hitting an old woman, running over her groceries, and telling her not to jaywalk is so fucking funny. It's so good. Like, I, it, you should watch this 
asshole piece of shit episode because the imagery i cannot convey to you how fucking funny the imagery of don knots on a motorcycle is especially when he's doing a reign of terror yeah i thought it was pretty funny i'm not what 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 are you rating it at i'm gonna give it like a eight all right, I'm I'm gonna go like a seven. I don't think I like this much. The wall of shrubbery is fucking hilarious. A lot of the physical humor gags are great. The casual Aunt B talking about decapitating Barney is the, the, fucking the, the, the hilarious. The trucker revolt is really good. Yeah, it's all great. There's even some of the some of the sign shit is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, and Barney meter. This is a hard one. It's um, horrible. It, it. I think. I think I have to give it like a seven or an eight, just because of how passive, like, just the passive acceptance that this has, and the and the removal of all plausible deniability from this point on. Like, I have to say, like, this this probably did some sort of damage that I, some sort of psychic damage to the country. I think. Uh... Untangling what this did to America is difficult and, like, complicated. Something. It did something real hard. Like all of the things we're talking about here, this is just, like, one major contributing factor to a lifetime of attitudes building up, right? But, I mean, this this is... It bothers me because this is, like, the most outright that the show has ever addressed barney's instability and his like proto-fascist tendencies yeah so the the show has now told us that it knows it knows what it's going on and they think it's cute yeah and it is fascist it basically establishes the the message of this episode is basically like listen fascism is inconvenient like but you know you just kind of got to deal with it vote goldwater (laughs) vote goldwater fucking a yeah no it's not an endorsement of fascism it's it's it basically says like hey fascism sucks but it says fascism sucks the way like things are like school sucks or more specifically dan i think it's more like yeah fascism exists in the u.s police department but it's relegated to like this one guy it's relegated it's relegated to like one guy in every force so you know it's it, it's pr- if more than anything it's really the the bad apple kind of yeah thing, right like here's this one bad apple and we don't need to worry about doing anything about it because there's no way that'll spoil the whole bunch well it because all right the andy Griffith show does a thing where it establishes like an unspoken fundamental reality it, where there's like because the fact that confronting Barney and telling him to stop hassling people while on the motorcycle, they don't say, like, well, here's why we can't do that. They it, they just don't even address it as a possibility. So they're like, we need to find a way to work around dealing with this situation in any meaningful or healthy way. <sighs> Make a sign. <laughs> oh, God. All right. 
I have nothing left except frothing rage. So yeah, this tank, this tank is is empty. Gas tanks. You can put sugar in them. That's another way. Oh to take my that god! They could have just destroyed the motorcycle. That would have been so much better. It would have been so not just in terms of like morally, but in terms of a TV show. I mean, it would leave you to the with the exact same problem that Barney can just go get another one. But like, at blow least it that would have been one up. Yeah. Just keep blowing them up until he stops buying them. Oh my god, if the rest of the series just had like a recurring gag, like what if there was just a recurring joke from now on that every like 10 episodes or something, Barney gets a new motorcycle and it's always trashed by the end of the episode. Just, what a great recurring bit that would be. Or or you do it all in this episode and it's they blow up Barney's motorcycle and he's like, "Well, Andy, I bought another motorcycle." Card cut. They've blown it up again. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, third time's the charm with my motorcycle. I think it must have been the carburetor on fire." <laughs> yeah. Just like they keep destroying the motorcycles until he's like, "Well, I'm destitute." That was that was that noise that was just in your ears was like a car a truck horn hitting that that yeah. motorcycle. I don't know if that was clear. Really not good at this whole audio medium thing after 90 episodes. I think that's about it for us. As always, you can find us on the internet. Twitter.com slash Break Mayberry. Facebook.com slash Breaking Mayberry. Instagram Breaking Mayberry. Please get in touch with us if you are not a Russian hackbot trying to sell ball shavers. I should uh, I should say on the, the last thing on the subject. We will sell out the drop of a fucking hat. Come at us. Just... Something slightly better than smooth my balls. And baby, we will we will advertise your bullshit. We have no scruples. I'm on the internet as Schneid Remarks, S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. The music you just heard and uh, uh, the music you heard at the beginning and are about to hear was made by Max Ludwig, who is on Twitch as at Sleep Talkie. Thank you once again to all of our Patreon subscribers. We have new bonus material up for you, if not now, very soon. And you can all get on board with that. We are just like, I think, one or two patrons away from having to do a live stream of old public domain TV pilots. That's going to be a fun time. So yeah, patreon.com slash Breaking Mayberry. That's it. Thank you all for listening and for tuning in and for sharing with your friends. We'll see you all down at the fishing hole. Boom, 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 boom,